and welcome back to Dame It All the Hell. I'm Kelly Gibson. And I'm Tracy Dietz. And this is going to be a fun one today. We have a guest for our full episode. Liz Chatterton, epic direct mail consultant, Democrat, and a real friend to both of us. I've known her 20-some years. That's that's a lie. Yeah. That can't years. be possible. Yeah, Old since 2000. I've known you 18 years. 18, 18 oh. years. All Super of a sudden, excited. I have like a real <laughs> jealousy thing happen, and I thought I knew her first. Nope. No, oh. I've known Tracy for no. a long time. No. Fuck you guys. I know. It's a good <laughs> time. But before we get into today's episode, I want to take a few minutes to remember a uh, dear friend, Republican political consultant April Hackney. Uh, when I was 25 and ED of the AAPC, April would take me out for drinks. She gave me clothes. She gave me advice. And was just an amazing person. And we talk a lot about women mentors on this episode, and she most certainly was that. And she is definitely going to be missed. I agree. As a, this is Liz, as a AAPC board member, I have served with her husband, Art Hackney, and I got to know April and Art at various AAPC conferences. And she's lovely. And I say that as a Democrat, and she was a Republican. She was lovely, and she will be missed. Yeah. So our hearts go out to Art and his family. Okay, so this week was Illinois Primary Day. We like to sort of mark primaries along this podcast, and it was it was a good outcome for women. A bunch of women won some won primaries, and there was a really interesting race in Illinois Three, which is the northwest corner of Illinois. It was a district that Hillary won by fifteen points, and there was there was a primary. Dan Lipinski was the incumbent Democrat, and he is a pro life Democrat, and he was challenged by a c- candidate named Marie Newman, a pro choice. Democrat and they battled. She she was sort of a newcomer to politics. Mm-hmm. He obviously incumbent had a lot of name ID, and he won. And in not two, by much, not by much, but yeah, in 2018, of which we've declared the year of the woman <laughs> and the blue wave and all that sort of stuff. Does it say something, Liz? Does it say something that a pro life Democrat won a Democratic primary that Hillary won by 15 points? Should do the Democrats yet again need to sort of reimagine our messaging and leave reproductive choice? make it not so highlighted. No, I don't think so. I really don't. I think this is an exception to the rule, in all honesty. And I didn't work on this race. You didn't work on this race. So you and I are both kind of reading the tea leaves on Mm -hmm. this one. What I've read is that the groups supporting the female candidate Marie 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 Newman came in way late. Right. You and I both know it's a whole lot better as a challenger to get in there, get your name ID out early. Uh, They came. She didn't have a lot of money. They came in late. They should have come in a little earlier. It looks like I think the margin was only eleven hundred votes. So while that may seem like a lot to some, we're probably talking out of at least a hundred thousand. So it's pretty darn close. No, I don't think she lost because she was pro-choice. I think the real question, frankly, is why he still won. Yeah. Even though he's pro-life in a Democratic primary, and you're absolutely right, in the middle of a blue wave, in the middle of the year of the woman on steroids. Why did he still win? And I don't know the answer to that. Yeah. So the Democrats have been doing, and Tracy and I do a lot of talking in here, nice. about um, about character and value propositions inside of campaigns versus like brass tacks, pocketbook issues. And in fact, she and I were screaming at each other in the last podcast <laughs> talking about that the Republicans still elected a predator, even though he was a predator because he was going to be good for their pocketbooks in the last presidential. And so- I wonder in the case of Dan Lipinski if he was an easy choice because it didn't act, he didn't ask anyone to put a value proposition over something that they know and that is easier in a Democratic district. Well, he was also just the incumbent. He was so the he incumbent. had yep. name ID. He did. Yep. And I wasn't following this race probably as closely as, as you guys. But 
So the president of NARAL, Elise Hoag, said there's there's a new conversation happening, and it is one about respecting people's personal paths. Hmm. So, you know, NARAL, obviously, the more aggressive of the pro-choice organizations on the Democratic side. Okay. Wait, wait. Hang on. What the hell does that mean? Maybe that if you are a pro-life person, that that's going to be okay. So, Oh, so you can be <laughs> pro-life as a person individually. You just can't support pro-life legislation. Maybe. Yeah, I think that with all But isn't that a lot of people? <laughs> the whole yeah, like, so the whole thing she said is we've proudly seen pro-choice candidates what up and down the ballot in Virginia and even in Alabama. There's a new conversation and it's about respecting people's personal paths. So, I think what what they're saying is like there is places for a conversation but about was, was, cho- but was he running on he, that he would support pro-life yes. legislation? Yes. He was saying, he, okay, so that's was supported different. by a lot of pro-life groups who hadn't supported a Democrat in years. Oh, this could be interesting. It's complicated. Right. It is yeah. complicated. Because I think, you know, I've always come from the place where, like, the Democrats make it too hard for voters. We ask too much of them. <laughs> love your neighbors. You know, love community. Love taxes. Love, you know, all religions. Like, you know, and uh, most people are just like, dude. I just want to, like, live in the neighborhood I pick. I want to like the people I like. I want to pray to the God I pray to and, like, screw you all. And so I feel like the Democrats need to be like, listen, there's an option to love other people. But also, we're good if you just want to love yourself. Like, you narcissistic (laughs) fuckbag. We got you. You know? So I feel like maybe in this kind of race, that is the kind of Democrat Dan Lipinski was. He was like, listen, I'm good for the Democrats, but, like, I'm good on you, too. I totally agree he was a narcissistic fuckback. Yeah. <laughs> so it's interesting because Republicans tend to be the ones that are more about, like, you you know. Personal freedom. Right. Like, yeah. you do what Bootstrap you want in your bedroom, yeah. and I don't want to hear about it. Well, unless, of course, you're having sex with a um, person of your same gender. Right. Then I want to know about it. And maybe join in. Right. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe condemn you to hell. Right. Yes. Yeah, right. But well, it's really well, all over the place. So let me throw this out. First of all, I think the Elise Hogue, with all due respect to her, and I, I do like her, uh, I think that was the, the stupidest <laughs> thing I've actually heard a smart person say in a long time. But let me throw this out. What I do think might have happened, and I wasn't in this race either, is while we are in the year of the woman, I also think we are very much in the year of authenticity and saying what you mean and standing up for who you are. No spin, no bullshit. You know, this yeah. is who I am. And I wonder, and I'm just posing this, did Dan Lipinski pull this off because he never waffled? Yeah, because probably. he literally stood there and said, this is who I am, like me or don't like me. And even though what he liked and and his issue base, if you will, his being pro-life is very non-democratic base in general. Did he somehow get some credit for sticking to his values, for sticking to his guns? I mean, yeah. Donald Trump did. I, oh. Maybe. I mean, lots of people voted for Donald Trump that didn't necessarily agree with him. I mean, he was a Democrat. Well, and that's fair. And actually, there are a lot of people, I, I also read, Kelly, that a lot of Republicans could have crossed over in this primary. Yeah. They're still figuring oh, it, it out. open primaries? I believe so. Oh, okay. I'm unclear. You yeah, because you don't register it. by party. Oh, no, then it's an open primary. Yeah. There you go. And maybe that was it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, more to come on that. We'll put some, I'll, I'll do a little more research and put something up on our Facebook page, but you know, we'll have to see. It's a fucking 2018. Like, fuck yeah. you, 2018. Why, oh. just, it's I an, think it's, that was an aberration. Yeah. I really do. So, talking about narcissistic fuckbags, mm. turns out new study shows that Democrats <laughs> are three times more likely to unfriend you on Facebook than Republicans. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I could tell you all the reasons why that's probably true. Um, do you unfriend people, Tracy? 
so I'm not a Democrat. Right. Uh, but I definitely unfollow people. I, don't I never unfriend, unfriend people, but I unfollow people all the time. I unfollow. Me too. Like, yeah. And, and to, to be fair, I unfollow people on both sides because I just can't take it. Yeah. Yeah. That's well, fair. I mean, I, it seems like from the news, Facebook is... I don't know. We're all supposed to get off Facebook now because they're terrible people. But so I like you know. so I like the ex- a little bit of both extremes until it it becomes. I have a very difficult time with racism. I can't. I will. I will unfollow no. people. That you like, you don't like I'm racism. Just... <laughs> Although she well, doesn't. I'm so glad to hear that. We could talk about this again. <laughs> Remember that time we talked a lot about racism. Stop it. <laughs> uh, so the that's Nazis not... are yours, man. Oh God, <laughs> the alt right. So so. It, it is not uncommon for me to most certainly unfollow that. But, I mean, occasionally I like to hear some of the crazy stuff on my side. And I like to hear the crazy stuff on your side. Because I think it's – I like a full perspective. Like, I want to hear both sides, even the extremes. Yeah. Not just the middle. You know, and I don't want the same people just – I don't want to get to a point where I'm literally just spouting talking points all the time because that's all I'm hearing. Like, have you yeah. watched – I mean, By it's... the way, I was watching Fox – I don't know. I'm sorry about that. Did you hit your up. head? I, I, was it when I was on? Oh, right. It, it was. <laughs> yes. Oh, it was when I was that on. That is when I, I had yeah, turned I it on and, yes. and it was on for like an hour and a half. I'm sorry about and that. I just <laughs> finally, like when my husband got home, I'm like, how? No wonder. Like, it's like freaking brainwashing. It is, it is really telling yeah. about why voters are the way they are. When you look at ratings of Fox News, even more than MSNBC, but you can kind of compare them and you talk to people and you're like, how is it possible you believe that? Just to be clear, <laughs> CNN and MSNBC are not any better either. Because I was watching no, that's what one I said. the other it's just night. The, on, it's like the viewership God. is really, really much higher for Fox. Fox's viewership is higher than MSNBC and CNN combined right now. Wow, seriously? Yeah. So let me ask you this, Kelly. Which somebody told you me you have on been Fox on Fox a lot as yes. a Democrat. I have been on Fox yes. as a Democrat. Do you get hate tweets and hate email and death threats? Yeah, um, I did. Yes. So I, I never got the death as much as you did. I, did. I get called a lot of four letter words. Yeah. A lot of them. Yeah. I, it, Are we allowed to say those on, on this oh, podcast? You can say anything you want. Oh, OK. Because I think I was called a cunt over Twitter yeah. maybe a thousand times. Yeah. Wow. They really like yeah. that word. They the do. Thing, it, got, it got scary to me when they found me on Facebook yeah. because I have pictures with my kids up there and they were calling me a cunt as a comment in a picture with my kids. How did they even get? Because of. Oh. They sent letters to my home. No. Right. Because I I have my privacy settings are not my privacy settings are a little lax. And that's because I am working. I'm working to be a public person. I want to be. I've said this before. I want to be a known entity. I want people to know me. Then you need to have a Kelly Gibson page. Right. But I'm not there yet. Like part of what people are going to like about you got a podcast. Get your own page. (laughs) No, launching. We're launching a Kelly Gibson page today. Part of why people like me is because they see. The people I hang with, right. my friends and my family, and so I like that. To be honest, if she endearing. had a page, I think they'd, they'd find, find me you. anyway. I mean, let me just tell you, I so here would be my question. I did MSNBC just a little. I was almost always on. Fox. Never been invited. So I never got hate tweets when I was on MSNBC. No. Is that because I'm a big Democrat? Probably. But I'd be curious if Republicans who go on M- MSNBC and there are some, <gasps> if they get hate tweets. I had a conversation with a Trump staffer. In the toilet at Fox News about going on Joy Reid on MSNBC. And she said it was terrible. So she was, she's in charge of Trump's diversity board, which is humorous. He has one. Right. Oh, is this the woman from Illinois? And I don't know. She's beautiful. They're all beautiful. She all was the, people the like, Miss. Yeah. No, different. Okay. That woman, <laughs> two, two in one day. This woman is the former Miss 
Miss Ohio and on Trump's re-election advisory board and she I was up against her we were bantering on TV this other woman I just peed with and she's a real bathroom chatter which is like the worst thing ever I can't pee when people are talking to me in public bathrooms but anyway so she was she's Mexican she's 28 and she's in, in charge of his diversity outreach or whatever and she said she went on Joy Reid, and it was terrible. They were so mean to her. And she used to work at One America News Network, which is, like, super hateful. And they are so good to Democrats. And I was on there one time, and lordy, I'll ne- I would never do it yeah. again. They're ter- t- Tommy Lauren is not a nice person. Totally agree. Who is the, yeah. you know. You were on there with I her? I was on her show. Right when the baby fetus Planned Parenthood secret video footage thing happened. Oh, wow. It was awful. Yeah. But anyway, I think that the unfriending thing. So it's it, get, it got broken out by by conservatives and liberals. So, like, liberals are 28% likely to unfriend you, whereas conservatives are 8%. Maybe conservatives are just on Facebook less. Maybe they're just lazy. So I think, no, I think part of it is that maybe conservatives just don't have as many, like, liberal friends. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe. And I do think, (laughs) and and I I know this is, you guys are both going to look at me and go, what the fuck? But I think that (laughs) conservatives are more tolerant of other beliefs. What the fuck? I mean, the Democrats are the, the me party up, of the, the tolerance of intolerance. It's good. I mean, the article did say that Democratic women are the most likely group of all groups to block um, someone on yeah. social media, which yeah. I'm like, well, you know. Just women in general we're pretty right pa- now are we're really pretty, fucking angry. We're a pretty yeah. passionate crowd. Right. Yes, I unfollow pretty, and unfriend. Yes. And actually, not that I'm trying to belittle this point, but after being called a cunt on Twitter <laughs> a thousand times, I used to go on my Twitter account and try to block people. Yeah, I have a day job. Like, I couldn't keep up with how much work that was. So I just got off Twitter. Right. But I I unfriend and unfollow people. I'm from Texas. So my high school friends and folks that I like very much would friend me on Facebook. And we all yell at you. Right. And then we all know where that got. Frankly, I think many of them unfriended me first. But I unfriended most of them. I have no idea what's happening in Texas anymore. (laughs) I'm not friends. The thing about trying to pick off comment by comment, and we tell our candidates this, as you guys probably do, what do we do about a bad Facebook comment? Uh, it, let you, it go. If you knock one down, ten will come up in its place. They're like cockroaches, you know. Mm-hmm. So you just you just try to ignore them right. as best you can. But you know, a lot of cunt calling is no good. Right. Yeah. Tracy anyway. needs this next one's on you, my friend. Take us to L.A. Ooh, L.A. Oh. <laughs> Tracy loves L.A. <laughs> I do like California. Although I, I'm not in love with this. Um, okay, so California. Uh, it is no longer a felony in California to knowingly expose others to HIV. Now, the reasoning for doing this is that HIV is no longer a death sentence and there's medicines out there that um, you can live the rest of your life with HIV and, and never actually turn into AIDS. Um, I think that is really fucked up. I just want to know who knowingly exposes someone to AIDS. Like, there are people, which is why like there was sec- a law. Like secretly give them AIDS? Legina like, like revenge sex? I don't know if you remember that back in North Carolina. Yeah. She was dating the race car driver or whatever that actually gave her HIV and like sent her a note. He was like, boom, yep. you got it He's now. Like, by the you. way, I have You never HIV. watched Law and Order? There are tons of episodes. I have. <laughs> I have. That's not real. But no, I think it really was a thing back in the late 80s, early 90s. So I feel like this is a Absolutely. law that is really like Maybe impactful it's a for women. Out, maybe it's a little outdated, though. You think people are still giving each other AIDS on purpose? I, 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 who knows? I know. It's weird. Uh, do I think that there are tons of people out there with HIV that are trying to kill women just for fun no but i just think that when there was a law and it was a felony like maybe people thought twice or maybe they slapped on a condom or maybe they had a conversation or how the fuck do you prove it Hmm. how do you so you would have to 
intense. Right. How do you do that? You're like, we were dating. We got in a fight. I didn't know he had AIDS. And then he convinced me to have unprotected sex. You, I feel like you, Tracy Dietz, would be like, fuck you. Tell him to wrap it up. So, so. <laughs> That's like so something you would say, right? Uh, yes. But if you don't know we the person. We can be president, but we can't tell, tell a man we don't, we want them to wear a condom. No, of course. But if the guy doesn't tell you that he has HIV, you would not know. You should, like, you, I mean, who has unprotected sex anymore before they're like really knowing shit? Are you kidding? Everybody's having unprotected sex. Yeah. I know bit. you guys are married. We're and, married. And, and you're happily Everybody's married. Everybody's fucking like crazy. I'm not. I'm old, so I don't do it anymore. But in the day. Oh, yeah. Right. But in the day, that's what I'm saying. Don't you think public education for having protected sex no. is better than it's no. ever been. No. No. Men don't oh. want to wear condoms. No, absolutely. Tracy's absolutely right. And I will say now that I sit here at 50, HIV free, that's a good thing. Like, and, <laughs> and, and what I mean by that is, frankly, I'm a modern miracle. Like, no, I, I mean, I, I absolutely do I, not that's think what, that's my nickname people for are her. wrapping it up. Modern, modern miracle. miracle. <laughs> no, you should be. We could go herpes, but that, no. Okay, <laughs> oh, edit Lord, that out. That, that was one a joke. Out. Yep. That was a joke. That was a joke. Yeah. <laughs> I think that, so, so it's not a matter I'm of gonna, women standing up for themselves and saying, like, wrap it up. Like, that's not the thing. I mean, yes, we all could say that. Yeah, well, then you might never have sex. Oh, men give me a fucking break. Men would much rather have you, sex I than totally, not. I totally, I totally. Wait, wait, wait. Yes. Really, Kelly? In your earlier days, pre-marriage, you, you always made them wrap it up and they always said yes, ma'am? Um, I, I feel like I don't want to answer that question with complete <laughs> honesty, but... I never said I'm either the choices are condom or not fucking me. Hmm. And the answer was always condom. Yes. Yeah. I mean, when I was in my in college and perhaps not always as careful, but like playing the play in the field here in Washington, D.C., you know, that was my jam. Condoms. And yeah. I never got turned down you know yeah so totally get it what if you didn't have one also wouldn't it be great if just dudes did that on their own oh, oh yeah well, dudes. yeah it'd be great yeah. if dudes did a lot of things right on their own. i'm just yeah that would be nice so i'm gonna play devil's advocate here tracy D. okay right. you are gonna lose your you know shit what part of the the effort to of doing this was to not make a health issue into like more criminals you know what i mean like mm -hmm. it's social justice reform one could say that a conversation about oh fuck that right because no, fuck that <laughs> i'm sorry i'm sorry you have a disease that could kill me if i fuck you like no like there's no hell you have to have that conversation like no i no i mean you're the one that said like you never had sex with somebody until you were like feeling really confident about that. That it is true. Never early on. That you've, is true. You've never, bitch has never had a one night stand. I'm Seriously? Just, yeah. So don't you think, really? so you always put the onus on yourself to have real mm -hmm. conversations Why with people before you had sex with them. I did. Because I have. So <laughs> I think that there is some, something to, to a two-sided sense of responsibility before you fall into bed with somebody. I totally agree. That does not mean that you could be in a relationship with someone for a month and a half and then just not tell you, hey, by the way, I have HIV. What is he? I mean, but that doesn't make any fucking sense. Like that person like wants to kill you, but they're just going to date you for a month and a half and then they're going to have sex with you like on secret to give no, you no, HIV. No, you, you are taking this to the extreme again because you do. always fucking do. It's not that I think that they are going to try to kill you. I think it's that they want to have sex and may want a relationship and want you to be completely hooked and sucked in before you, they tell you, oh, by the way, I have HIV. OK, wait, I got to weigh in here. Number one. 
Kelly, your new nickname is Condom Jam. <laughs> and Tracy, your new nickname is One Night Virgin. Okay, <laughs> But outside of those two things, let me say this. And I say this with nothing but respect to both of you who I admire and adore. Um, neither one of you had real active sex lives <laughs> before you got married, clearly, as someone who did and does. Uh, let me just tell you, it's. I don't think it's that someone targets you, sees you in a bar, and says, oh, look, there's Tracy Dietz. I'm going to give her AIDS and kill her. I do think there are plenty of men out there, both in the past and in the future, who sleep with one or two women a night. And yes, I'm not kidding. They walk into bars. They see a pretty girl. They know they got AIDS. They don't care. They decide to give it away. And is it because they're mad at themselves, mad at the world, mad at women? I don't know. Ask their therapist. But do I think in the Those past... Those people don't have therapists. Oh, fair. <laughs> uh, do I think in the past that there are men who have gone out and spread HIV knowingly in order and didn't care? That whom they infected, whom they hurt, whom they killed. Absolutely. Do I still think this is a thing? Yeah, probably. So I do I think California was a little um, liberal? And yes, I am one in saying, oh, maybe they do this, but it's not going to be, you know, against the law anymore. I, yeah, I'm kind of, believe it or not, Tracy, I'm with you. Mm. I don't know. I don't know where I am. <laughs> I just think that it's like, it's a pretty interesting debate, you know? So like, an advocate for changing the law said, we're going to end new HIV infections, and we will do so not by threatening people with state prison time, but rather by getting people to test and providing them access to care. Yeah, because so, that's always well-funded. Well, that's so there's so there's an intention of, right, you know what else is overpopulated and overexpensed? Our prison system. Well, so, you know, I think that this is obviously a very small example of giant problems in this country, access to health care and our criminal justice system, right? Those are like enormous things that really are not going to get fixed in the near future. Right. But I think people are taking small steps towards trying to deal with some of those things, right? Like, you know, there's a there's a ballot measure there's a there's a measure on the ballot in Florida in twenty eighteen to give felons back their voting rights after they've been rehabilitated and left left prison because if you get those people voting again then you can start to make some laws that re reflect people that are going to prison right so i think that there's just it's just an it, there, it's always there's always two sides to these kinds i of don't particularly want there to be more criminals i don't want there to i don't want <laughs> there to be one more law that has puts more people in prison there's plenty of laws that we should that should be overturned so that certain people are not currently in prison <laughs> but this is not one of them fair enough well i'll just keep legalizing marijuana I'm yes. I'm let's go. Yeah, yeah. So here we go. It's that time again for our favorite segment here on Dame It All the Hell. Crazy shit people say. And this week in Washington D.C. we had some weather. Yeah, crazy we weather. Had, uh, the, uh, we had snowstorm. Uh, uh, Toby. Is that what it's so name is? is? Yeah, Tony. It's, it's Toby. Toby. Got a T. It Toby. had a Toby. name. It had did. Weather system Toby. Toby closed and, school for two days. And right now there's nothing, and the right. roads are totally clear. It's but ridiculous. good. Way to go, Loudon, Fairfax, and Washington. Montgomery was only two hour delay this morning, oh, so winning me. over here. Oh yay! Yeah. So Tracy Dietz, tell us a little bit about what our what our uh, so apparently uh, Toby is to blame uh, because of our lovely Jewish population, according to DC Council Member. Trayon White Sr. posted a video to his official Facebook page a couple days ago as the snow flurries were hitting the nation's capital. And he said, man, it just started snowing out of nowhere this morning. Y'all better pay attention to this climate control, this climate <laughs> this manipulation, control. this climate <laughs> manipulation. manipulation. We're a resilient city, and that's a model based off the Rothschilds controlling the climate to create <laughs> natural disasters. They can pay for to own the cities, man. Be careful. The Rothschilds are a famous European dynasty descended from uh, Meyer 
Rothschild, a famous Jewish that's baker. That's verbatim. Like that quote is verbatim. <laughs> that was verbatim. Yeah, yeah, that's what he said. So uh, I think he was smoking. Like so, I think he's already legalized marijuana in his. Oh, mind. but I did love my so Facebook is, feed after that statement. It was basically it was Jason Box's fault, <laughs> <laughs> or Mar- Martin Hamger, oh. or Martin Hamger, yeah, or Jordan Lieberman. Martin Hamger, yeah, said if if the Jews controlled the weather, it would be a pow day every day. That was that's wow. powder, which yeah, is what pow. my yeah my business partner that's Martin really, would prefer to have every that's day. Funny, yeah. Funny. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, that's fucked up. You can't say shit like that. It's just not, uh, well, wait a minute. You can't say shit like that because it's not cool. You also can't say shit like that because it's stupid. <laughs> like, was that even, was that even English? So he literally yeah. filmed like, the video in his car on the way driving in. Oh, good. So he's driving and filming and potentially writing on Facebook. Yeah. I yeah, wonder when the, council. I wonder when DC mm, voters. When yeah. the ward, nice job on that. When the, I wonder when the Ward 8 seat is up for re-election because I think we could probably find ourselves absolutely a awesome i'll move into ward eight <laughs> you guys can run me oh that'd be awesome absolutely let's do that wait wait campaign. where is ward eight i don't wait, know, I, don't know. <laughs> I, agree to this. I don't think it's i don't think it's where yeah. you want to live anyway. awesome think, yeah so that was a pretty good one so that wraps up this week's episode and it was a fun one i love when liz chatterton is here it's so fun and we are in luck because she is going to be here next week with us also talking about some really awesome stuff Listen and subscribe to Dame It All to Hell on Apple Podcast Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks, guys. See you next time. Bye.